All right. So before we get started here, can we uh, talk about FAU making the final four? Yeah, I mean, I, I still can't believe they made it that far. So I can't even imagine what that might feel like. But uh, did you see what happened in that final four game? Oh, man. Yeah, that was brutal. Dude, like, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever paced for another team before. It's always been the Tech or the Saints or right. one of the, the different baseball teams I follow. But I, I've never been like, OK, there's a team I casually am rooting for in the tournament. This is exciting down the stretch. And to go down like that with a buzzer beater. Yeah. Ouch. Missed a point blank layup to make it a three point lead. And then after the inbound troubles, too. Yeah. Literal buzzer beater. I mean, I was pregaming for the Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) 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 That's actually where I was, too. We were hanging out in a parking lot and I had it up on my phone and I literally had to get up out of my little camping chair and, uh, you know, walk around and. You know, my sister-in-law and my wife were like, oh, let's take a picture. And I was like, hold on. There's 26 <laughs> seconds left in this game, you know, but I can't. So I can't imagine what it might feel like to uh, to make it to the final four. But I can say that it's got to be like the most tech thing ever to lose in the final four after playing a really good game. Honestly, I mean, looking at the stat sheet here, it's like very even put yourself in a position to win and then get beat at the buzzer for the chance at the national title. Uh, you know, I, I guess maybe that's not the most tech thing ever because I can't even imagine getting that far. But <laughs> but if we were to make it that far, I guarantee you that's what happens to us. I do, I do like the idea of a team that has yet to win a basketball bracket, a conference tournament or anything, talking about like, oh yeah, if we were there, we probably would screw it up too. It's like, no, yeah, we would screw it up way before that point. Uh, hey, but you had never even played for a conference title before this year. Yeah, true. So, so hey, there's, I'm, there's I'm a called chance. LaTeX National Championship 2024. Let's go. I do want to say, though, that everyone is like, oh, man, we should have hired Dusty ba- uh, Dusty May. Now I said Dusty Baker, the manager of the Houston Astros. Dusty May. We really want to change. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got to try something, please. Hope all those people are like, well, he didn't want a championship now, so we don't want him. We're too good for him. So <laughs> I hope that's the attitude moving forward. everyone and welcome to the go tech please don't die podcast a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying i'm nathan i'm evan and it's just the two of us this week and i feel like we always get more people on this show when we do well the previous week it feels like you know yeah somehow we're kind of all about. align when uh when we go three and oh in baseball or four and oh in baseball but two and two just didn't do it for us i guess yeah apparently not uh, this past week we Based off against Sacramento State, we were recording the podcast during the last bit of that. Uh, but again, we talked about then, won't really talk about tonight, but it was a 14-4 to win in eight innings. And then welcomed Dallas Baptist to the Love Shack. And I think we played a solid game and a half of baseball over the three games. Yeah, uh, you know, Friday was really encouraging. Um, I talked a lot about last or yeah, last week about how we hadn't had double digit hits lately and we hadn't out hit a team lately. And we did both on Friday. So uh, there's one of the one and a half games that Nathan's talking about. And then, yeah, uh, Saturday kind of got away from us late and Sunday we never showed up. So uh, which is interesting because, you know, their two best pitchers were Friday and Saturday. And, you know, the Sunday guy was the one that shut us down and held us to five hits and one run. So you never know with baseball. Yeah, so let's jump into these games a little bit. Uh, again, on weeks that we don't do as well, we probably won't spend as long talking about them. But the Friday game, Friday afternoon, 
Uh, again, some of these games were moved around due to weather and Rustin over the weekend. A game that Dallas Baptist started off with a home run at the second at bat, but then Tech scored in the third, fourth, fifth, and eighth innings. Uh, mostly a run apiece, except in the second inning, uh, where two people were able to score and, and round home, and uh, Will Safford and Philip Matulia, uh, who was able to reach base by hit by pitch. But the other innings were mostly home runs. We have a home run by Birchfield in the fourth, a home run by Dalton Davis in the fifth, the eighth, Brody Dross single, advanced to second on a throwing error, and then scored home by Logan McLeod single. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty good game at the plate. Anytime you have 10 hits, um, at least, you know, pretty good day. Uh, Dalton Davis, though, shout out to Dalton Davis. Three hits, two RBIs. Um, you know, pretty good pretty good day for the first baseman there. Um, and, you know, one home run for him, one home run for Birchfield. And then, you know, the other runs, I guess, come from sort of not small ball exactly, but not huge, like extra base hits. We had one other extra base hit from Will Safford, but other than that, I mean, it was just getting guys on base and getting those timely hits. Finally, we've been waiting for that. Yeah. It was timely hits, but it's also just hitting two home runs off of the reigning pitcher of the week nationally. And Ryan Johnson, four and runs off his arm, eight hits over five innings. He picks up his second loss of the season. That yeah, felt good up. to hit a hit off of a very good pitcher. Yeah, but unfortunately, Saturday, uh, you know, I guess both teams showed up to hit on Saturday, right? Yeah, unfortunately, Dallas Baptist a little bit more and also later in the game. It was Alex Sparks start on the mound uh, who seemed to be pretty far in control, giving up a run in the third inning, heading to Tech's back half of the third inning where the Bulldogs plate five starting yeah. with a Logan McLeod double Philip Matulia home run. And then also Dalton Davis walks, gets on base, comes around to score Corona singles, comes around to score. And they both come around to score because of a Brody Drost home run, a three run home run to make it five to one. And with the win on Friday and a five to one lead on Saturday, you're feeling pretty good in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex Sparks. I mean, really great start out of him. I think he, let's see, he gives up, he gives up four hits in the first three innings, but you know, no runs. Um, well, I guess one run in the top of the third, um, but just four hits through those innings and, you know, really, uh, really seem to be in command. And then I think sometimes like if you have a really, really good long offensive inning that can affect your pitcher, right? I mean, the yeah. pitcher's just sitting on the bench. He's not really warming up. He's not, he's not staying loose. And I don't know how long in minutes that was, but it was five hits or five runs on four hits. And, you know, we almost batted completely around the lineup here in the top, in the bottom of the third. So, I mean, like you said, Nathan, it's five runs, but it's like, you know, Alex Sparks is over there. Like, Oh man, I I better stretch my arm out here. Yeah. And he started the fourth off pretty well too. He gives, he gets a ground out to the shortstop on an O2 count. Even Uh, then he gives up a single and then he starts to lose it. Yeah. Walks with a full count with a wild pitch in there. Yeah. yeah. And then I think at that point he just was doubting himself or yeah. in his head a little too much because a four pitch walk to the next guy, and that's enough of a hook uh for Lane Bros to come out and take away, relieve the starter on the mound. I guess he doesn't relieve him personally, but he <laughs> indicates for the reliever to come in. Um unfortunately though, Ryan Harlan immediately gives up a two RBI double before getting the last two outs of the inning, but take us still on top because of that great third inning five to three. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the unfortunate thing I guess is that 
the Bulldogs weren't able to follow up on that huge third inning uh, right away. You know, they get a hit in the bottom of the fourth, but they weren't able to add to the score uh, there in the bottom of the fourth. And then in the top of the fifth, Dallas Baptist adds a run to make it five to four. Um, you know, and I thought Harland looked okay in, in that inning, right? Just one yeah. well, two hits. Um, you know, he gives up a double right away and it's kind of like, Ooh man, maybe he doesn't have it either, but <laughs> he ended up getting, um, giving up another double and you know, that, that was it, um, for the inning. But yeah, I mean, now it's five to four all of a sudden. And you're like, Oh man, if, if only our bullpen was good. <laughs> Yeah, because Ryan Hartland gets taken out after that. And so for the fifth, Tech scores another run off of a Philip Matulia home run. Hell yeah. His second of the game, back-to-back plate appearances. But then in the top of the sixth for the Patriots, we have Reed Smith coming onto the mound where he gives up three runs with a walk, a home run, another home run, and another walk. That last walk, inconsequential because a 4-3 out for the third out afterwards. But still... He did not have it in this appearance. Yeah. And I mean, Tech's bats then go pretty cold. Right. And that that really sucks because, you know, Justin Williams comes in and gives up two more runs. Tech's bats remain cold through the bottom of the seventh. And Nick Fragonals comes in and, you know, gives up a hit, but shuts down, you know, shuts down the scoring chance and holds it at nine to six. So you're like, all right, well, the bats were awake earlier against Braxton Bragg, which, uh, if you didn't appreciate my jokes on Twitter, um, what are you even following us for? But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Bulldogs come out and, you know, Brody Drove strikes out, Adarius Myers flies out and Birchfield strikes out. So it's kind of like, okay, one, one last chance, as long as we can limit the damage here. And, uh, Fragonals did not have it in the top of the ninth. He loads the bases and then gets pulled for Raleigh Hector. Well, he loads the bases with walks. Yeah. Yeah. Walks like even, a- even worse. It- you three can't one go. count, three zero count, and then a full count. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, did not have it there, and you got to wonder. You know, I, I know Bates and Tompkins had pitched the night before, but at this point, it's a nine to six game. I kind of wonder if you bring out Bates to to hold the score there, so you have a chance. Yeah, I know um, that Burroughs has said that he likes to keep Bates from coming in in the middle of an inning. He wants to give him a fresh yeah, frame, whether that's there at the top of the ninth. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm thinking after a couple of those walks, moving him over, but I can see where you're coming from. And maybe you're just hoping Sunday you have a better chance. Maybe you're up three in the ninth and you can throw Bates back out there. I don't know if that's a fair thing to hope, but um, <laughs> but, you know, base is loaded and Raleigh Hector comes in and the first pitch he throws is a grand slam. So that chance that that we talked about, you know, if the game's nine to six going into the bottom of the ninth, you're like, oh, maybe maybe there's a chance. Uh, Yeah. Now it's 13 to six, soon to be 14 to six, because like five pitches later, he gives up another home run, a solo shot this time. And, you know, five five runs on two hits. Not a great look for the top of the ninth when you're trying to keep the, the score close. Yeah. And tech bats make some noise, but it's far too little, far too late. They push across one run. End up with two hits and a walk in that inning. Yeah, that wasn't going to be the difference, even if they were only down by three. But you know, maybe, maybe just with knowing that you have the possibility of coming back, you may be able to do better at the plate or feel a little more hopeful about things. But either way, Tech ends up falling in this game by a final of fourteen to seven. Yeah, I didn't realize DBU had a football team. Yeah, um, and it's kind Sunday. of a Bill Belichick low-scoring game for the Patriots. A fourteen to seven final is 
right a defensive slugfest <laughs> uh unfortunately sunday didn't go very well either did it no it did not the pitcher we were least worried about bryson hammer ends up getting the win in this game and it was not even close the final of nine to one after a three inning first inning and a three inning ninth inning serve as bookends to a Dallas Baptist win of this series in Ruston. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a ton to talk about here. George Corona has two hits, uh, only five hits for the Bulldogs in the game. Yeah, Tech strikes out eight times. Um, I don't know, man. It's just frustrating that we haven't had, you know, what what we need from the from the starters and from the bullpen, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, ultimately... And from the bats in this game, if we're not able to put up more than one run on a Sunday guy, like our Sunday guys ain't got it. So <laughs> it's going to be trouble if we can't get more than five hits on Sundays in conference play or Saturday this week, I guess. But yeah, and you expect your hitters to be able to hit the third best starter, not the first or second. But we were able to do maybe we just fell apart because we fell apart on the Saturday game and just weren't able to piece ourselves back together. But good teams don't do that. And Granted, this was an earlier start. Maybe that messed with things, but we're really uh, like reaching yeah, for an excuse. Yeah, you're scraping find... the bottom of the barrel there of excuses. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, even in in like the Charlotte series, like Charlotte's bus broke down, and we had to go pick them up from the, and that didn't throw them off on Sunday. They were able to whoop us too. So, I mean, as far as excuses, we shouldn't have picked them up. Yeah, like oh, well, sorry. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna you're welcome. Uh, but um. We should charge them to pick them up. Uber rates. It's a bunch of players. So, you know, it's got to be uh, surge pricing. Of course. Of course. And I don't even think there is Uber in Ruston. So, like, you got to call that Uber from Monroe or Treeport. So how do you think that Tech 22 justifies his car expense? He's driving Uber on the weekends. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Five star ratings only. He's the, <laughs> he's the best boy. It's not allowed um, to do anything else. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, anything you want to talk about in this series as a whole, Nathan? I mean, other than just general disappointment, not as much outside of a few uh, individual performances, not to kind of jump immediately into our uh, players of the weekend or whatever. But yeah, Philip Matulia, (laughs) what a great week from this guy Uh, ends up with an OPS on the weekend of one point five three eight leads the team. Uh, Dalton Davis is the only other player with an OPS above one on the week. Ends up with two home runs. They're back to back, but two more walks and two hit by pitches that might as well be walks. Um, Another single only has three strikeouts on the weekend, which sounds like a lot. But for him, that's pretty good. And then Sunday game where Tech struck out a lot. He only had one. I'll, I'll take that. Just I was hoping last week that he would find it. And it seems like right now at this point in the season, he has found his stroke. Yeah, definitely. I mean. And he's already hit 10 home runs this season, which last season in like our 64 games, George Corona led the team with 16. And I think we've, yeah, we've played 28 games and Matulia's already at 10. So like this could be a special year if he keeps it up. And if he keeps trending upwards, like he has been lately, um, you know, it'll be a special year for him. I also noticed, you know, first of all, George Corona throwing out a bunch of dudes on, in the Friday game. It was like, why are y'all still running? Like just not stop. read a scouting report. Yeah. Just like, I mean, one of the times I, I, I think I quote tweeted this one out, but George like literally 
doesn't even get off his knees after framing a three, two pitch. And it was a strike, but it was like, it was like close to being high. And he was like, nah, I'm framing that up. And then just immediately doesn't even jump up off his knees, just throws the ball to a perfect spot to get the tag out. You know, if it's thrown to like chest level, the guy's probably safe, but he puts it right where the glove needs to be to make that swipe tag. And it's just like, it's just beautiful to watch, man. George Corona is so good. And you know, he doesn't have the best week at the plate, you know, didn't really bat for power this week, but he did have four singles, but, um, you know, just his, his field presence and everything is just like, man, it's just great to watch. Yeah. And then on the pitching side last week, I, sh- I shouted out Justin Williams. He ends up giving his second and third earned run of the season up in the Saturday game against the Patriots, that 14 to seven game, but Jonathan Fincher looked like himself. Look yep. like the the version. It wasn't quite as dominant as he was last week, but I mean, I, he's not going to have that kind of performance every week. But seven strikeouts, five hits, two runs over six innings. I mean, that's a great performance by him. Yeah, whatever he's doing, the the other pitchers need to like. If he's eating Wheaties in the morning, they need to start eating Wheaties in the morning. You know, <laughs> like Fincher's back. Yeah, I don't know that he ever left, but he's back. <laughs> yeah, and then Landon Tompkins, who relieved Fincher in this game, he ends up giving up three walks on Friday. And uh, none on Sunday, but gives up one run on Sunday and none on Friday over four and a third innings pitched collectively. That's a pretty good weekend from him. Granted, the Sunday game was a loss, but not because of him. It's because we scored one run. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty great performance from a reliever that we've seen struggle in the past. Yeah. Any more closing thoughts that you have about this Dallas Baptist series? I mean, I would just say like, I was pretty excited on Friday after we sort of, you know, we didn't light the guy up. It was just five runs, but 10 hits against, you know, ostensibly their best of the best, right? The guy who just was named, we didn't have all 10 hits against the the starter, but like, you know, this guy's just named national pitcher of the week and we're having trouble at the plate. Like, uh Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. And so I was probably as confident as I've been since like week two of the season when it became clear that like, Oh, things aren't as, Things aren't as good as we were hoping them to be um, after that game that maybe we had turned a corner um, and then the late inning Saturday and then the whole game Sunday kind of brought me back down to earth. But hopefully the team can rebound and, you know, we're not going to we're not playing DBU again this week. We are in a couple weeks, but not this week. So, you know, hopefully they can bring some of that optimism back. You said we're not playing them this week. We are playing Rice this week, though, in a three game series Thursday. Friday and Saturday due to the Easter weekends. That's Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. And I looked it up. The Saturday of Easter weekends called Holy Saturday. Wow. That's kind of lazy. I mean, it feels like you yeah. could have a better Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, just Holy Saturday. First of all, wouldn't it be like Jesus is like literally presumed to be dead on that yeah. Saturday? Like, why is that Holy Saturday? Why is that not like, oh, man, Saturday? You know? <laughs> Sad like, Saturday. Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, bro, come on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be a sad Saturday for the Bulldogs as hopefully they'll complete a sweep over the Rice Owls on that day. Yeah, the Rice cool. Owls are a team that currently are 14 and 14 on the hey, season, which, you know, that sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah, because we are also 14 and 14. Uh, their probably best win on the year came in the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic played at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas over Texas Tech, who they beat three to two before losing 13 to one and getting run ruled by Texas A&M the next day. But they have beaten bad teams. That's really, I think, the the biggest note here. They swept Houston Christian, a five and twenty-one school. They swept UAB, a nine and eighteen school. But they have 
also found a way to win at least one game against some pretty good teams in series. They have one win over UTSA in a three-game series, and UTSA is good. I believe they cracked uh, the D1 baseball poll this week, I think. I think they're ranked 24th in one of the polls. Yep, yep. Uh, but, them. First, first yeah. time they've ever been ranked. So hey. congrats to them. Yeah, and that Rice uh, loss of the series, they end up having to go to extra innings on the Friday game too. So, I mean, that's really close with them taking a series over a ranked team. Uh, but against FAU, another pretty good school, they only were able to take one game and end up getting run ruled in the Sunday game there. So it is going to be interesting to see how they play against Tech. I, I feel like this is still a Tech school that are a Tech team that I'm not sure how good they are. We know they're not great. They're not win the conference good right now, but are they better than a mid-level school? That's why I'm curious to see this weekend, end of week weekend. Yeah, I mean, Rice, looking at their RPI, they're 76th right now. So, um, but like you said, Nathan, I mean, they're they're 8-1 and one against Q4 teams, and then they only have two wins against each of the other quadrants. So 2-9 and nine against Quad 1, 2-4 and four against Quad 2, and 2-0 and oh against Quad 3. Now, I don't know what Quadrant Tech is in right now. We are... Let's see. We are number 165. So that probably put us. Is, is that quad three or is that quad two? So 151 plus is quad four. Really? That's, so it's like it, it's like top 50, second 50, third 50, third 50 and, um, everybody else, everybody else. Wow. OK, well, uh, I have bad news then because rice <laughs> rice is uh, rice is eight and one against quad four teams, which we apparently are. So. So rice rice would be quad two, and tech is two and three against quad two teams so far this year. So yeah, I mean hopefully hopefully this will be an opportunity for us to pick up some RPI points because even though we have the same record as rice, they're they're regarded higher, you know, in those algorithms. But what do the uh, what do the computers think will happen in these games? Yeah, this week, the RPI predictor on Warren Nolan predicts that Tech will win two of these games, the Friday and Saturday game, 5-1, to one, then 5-3, to three, but lose on Sunday, 4-2. to two. Make it make sense. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to look behind the curtain of a computer uh, yeah. when determining baseball games. That sounds insane. I'm surprised the computer maintains its, I would say sanity, but it's a computer. Sanity? But yeah. yeah, it just does the does not compute and blows up thing. From all the different factors at play here, the Massey computer or series of computers gives Tech a 61% chance to win each of these games, does not differentiate between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or in this case, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and predicts a 5-4 to four victory for the Bulldogs in all three games, which I would take. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely take a 4-3, you know, sweep. <laughs> yeah, throwing out some players real quick. On the offensive side of the ball, Connor Walsh is their best hitter, OPS of 1.038. Uh, their home run specialist with seven home runs so far on the season. And then also has a pretty good knack of getting on base via the walk. 23 walks. Uh, the next best on the team has 17. Um, so, I mean, this is a guy who will get on base. And when he gets on base, he it looks like a lot of the times it's either via walk or via home run. Um, yeah. So probably <laughs> the scariest bat on the team that way. Gallo Pierce is a 343 average hitter, leads the team in that category. Um, but a lot more singles and doubles only has one home run on the year and uh, does not get on base via the walk anywhere close to as often. But a kind of guy who I'd expect to have a lot of RBIs, things like that, although he doesn't have a lot of RBIs. I guess he's a very selfish hitter. He only gets on base via the single when he wants to get on base. Dang. Yeah, I mean, over on the other side of the ball, I guess, or however you want to phrase that, 
Their Friday night starter is a guy named Parker Smith, and he was just named uh, Conference USA Pitcher of the Week for his performance uh, starting the game against FAU on Friday, which Rice won one to zero. Smith went eight and two thirds innings, pitched 114 pitches, 81 of which were strikes. <laughs> wow. He did not walk a batter and struck out nine. So seven hits allowed, but no walks. Um, and only one guy reached second base the whole game. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty scary. I mean, hopefully Tech can do what we did to the national pitcher of the week last week and not allow Parker Smith to repeat his performance as conference pitcher of the week against us. You got anybody else to look out for? Yeah, I think most notably, though, there's a pretty big drop off between him and the rest of the starting pitchers. The Saturday starter, who, who should be the best just based off his name alone, J.D. McCracken. Whoa. A great name. McCracken. Great name. Wow. J.D. McCracken. I feel like that, that sounds like a fake name that like you'd hear on The Simpsons or something, but it's not actually. Or like the subject of a sentence and verb. What is J.D. <laughs> McCracken? What is he McCracken? I have no idea. It's the new McDonald's menu item. <laughs> <laughs> it's the play of fish, but instead it's the Kraken. It's um, the McCracken. <laughs> yeah, his his ERA is a 5.91. Okay. Quite a bit higher than what Parker is, Smith's. Yeah, what is Parker Smith's ERA? 1.73. Ooh, yikes. Okay, well, all right, Fincher, you got your work cut out for you. And the batter, you know, hopefully the batters can get one or two. Yeah, that batter. said, batters actually hitting worse off J.D. McCracken in terms of average, um, giving up a 216 average to opposing hitters, while Parker Smith gives up a 240, um, which is kind of high for a pitcher with a 1.73 ERA. So maybe he's due to get hit around a little bit on Friday night. Uh, their Sunday start has been up in the air uh, quite a bit. Don't really have a go-to guy. So, I mean, we'll see who, who ends up taking the mound. Wait, did on- TBA transfer? Do they also have a TBA? Did, did our TBA transfer to oh, yeah. mid-season? Yeah, because he's tired of not actually getting the start because we always put up a real starter in on Saturday, ah, on Sunday. Okay, gotcha. And this is also confusing because Parker Smith, the Friday starter, will probably be starting Thursday. Oh, God. Because the early week, because Easter. So Yeah, they'll pro- I guess they'll probably do that, right? I mean... Or, or maybe not. Maybe you just keep the rotation the same. He's used to pitching on Fridays, so you, you throw out someone else on Thursday and then have him come back out on Friday. Yeah, Different I, teams, I imagine, will handle this differently. Yeah, probably so. Just just because, you know, some some guys are like super into their routine and like, you know, Fincher often has his bullpen day on Tuesday so that he'll go out and pitch an inning or so um, in, you know, in our Tuesday midweek games. But like this week, he probably won't. And we do have a game on Tuesday. We haven't mentioned it. But um, yeah, I mean, anybody out of the bullpen that we should be afraid of here? I mean, that's really my my takeaway from the bullpen is that there's not really a shut down kind of guy. Their best reliever when it comes to ERA is Christian Cienfuegos with an ERA of 2.61 and two saves on the season. I mean, that's a that's a decent ERA from a relief pitcher. But if you look at who Tech has coming out of the bullpen, Ethan Bates has a 1.88. Tanner Knight has a has a zero ERA, even though we haven't used him very often. Um, Landon Tompkins right now is at three. So this the difference between 2.61 and three is is i mean a few runs but they don't have an ethan bates style closer that tech does um the guy who actually has the most saves on the year so far this year is krishna raj who has a 4.32 era and era is not the end-all be-all of stats but i'm not super worried about this bullpen from an individual point of view i'm really just more concerned about 
our bats against yeah. a run-of-the-mill Kusa bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. So we heard the computer polls earlier, I guess. What do you think is going to happen in this series? I think Tech gets two of them. Um, have we even so. swept a series? Oh, yeah, we swept Northwestern. Yeah. But outside it's of... It's hard not to, but we did. Yeah. And and everything going on there before they came to town. Um, and still had to go to extra innings in one of those games. Yeah. I, I just don't see this as a team that can sweep right now. I think you have to be good to beat a team, especially on the road. You have to be great to sweep a school, almost no matter what school you're playing. And this being on the road in Houston, and maybe we'll, you know, feel the ballpark out a little bit from when you come back at the end of May for the conference tournament. Uh, hopefully that pays some dividends and hopefully we've found who we are as a team by then too. But yeah, I don't, I don't think this is a sweep, but Rice, I don't think is a good enough school to, to sweep us either. I think it's at least a two, one or a one, two weekend for the Bulldogs. Yeah. I'm going to go one and two. Um, like I said, I want to be confident. I'm just, I'm just not feeling that yet. Um, I, I had a little taste of it on Friday night and it came back to haunt me. So I'm going to go one and two. I think we beat Northwestern state on the road though, uh, for a two and two week. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think a three and two, three and one week, <laughs> three and two, we somehow find another game, uh, to lose. Yeah. But yeah I, I definitely see how they, one of those games can go the other way, but I'll, I'll be shocked if there's a sweep or a get swept happening this weekend. Um, and then just because we never really know when we'll have time to record the show the next week until it is that week. Doing a quick preview of ULL. We also play ULM on Wednesday, but ULL on Tuesday. We've recently played ULM, so we won't spend too much time talking about that, if only so we don't have to remember too much about the fact that we just lost to them a couple weeks ago. The Raging mm-hmm. Cajuns, though, are 19-9 and nine on the season with an RPI of 89. Their signature win so far this year coming over Campbell, the Campbell Camels. Um, hmm. They had a three-game series at home against the Camels. They won one of those games, but Camels has an RPI of 14. Uh, so that's their one win there. They've lost to a 46 Mississippi State, uh, lost two of three to 74 Appalachian State, lost two of three to Rice. No, sorry, one, two of three against Rice. Um, so if Tech were doing as well as we would last year, I'd feel better about this game, but I don't like playing ULL when they're good and we're not. Nah, fuck them. We got it. <laughs> we got it? <laughs> yep. Yep, we got it. Fuck them. That's my take on the That's game. That's your take. The one name to know, the one bat to know, highest OPS on the team, a name that I recognize from last year, Carson Rockefort. It's also a pretty good name. Credit where credit's due, Carson. Um, you picked the wrong school, but you got a cool name. He's not hitting as well as he did a year ago. An 884 OPS on the season after leading the team a year ago. Julian Brock and Kyle DeBarge, DeBarge are the two batters with the highest OPS on the team right now. You know what? Yeah, we got this. We'll beat you all. Fuck them. (laughs) Is that it for baseball? I think that's it for baseball. All right. Well, other sports. We had softball uh, head to a tournament at LSU this last week. They they beat NC State on Friday afternoon two to nothing off of a complete game shutout. Uh, Mary Martinez, the freshman pitcher, has been named the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week due to her efforts in that game. 2-0 to zero shutout win. Um, she set a new career high in both innings pitched with all seven and then strikeouts with six. And this was the first complete game shutout by a Tech pitcher since Audrey Pickett last year in a 1-0 to zero win over Southern Miss. Also the first Power 5 win for the Texters since 2019. So... Um, Good for good for them. And shout out Mary Martinez for that player of the week. 
And luckily, this was the only game they played. We totally didn't lose the next three games of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> no, we didn't do that. Why are you saying that we did? Uh, lost to BYU, lost to NC State, and lost to number 14 LSU to close out the weekend. This upcoming week, we play ULM on Tuesday and then a three-game series at UAB on the weekend, uh, followed by a, a, a trip to Ole Miss next Wednesday. So hopefully uh, there won't be any shenanigans there. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like, I don't know, the the tennis team I'm excited for right now. Yes. Knowing nothing about tennis. Yeah. Tennis team uh, has won, I believe, eight straight matches and their sixth straight road match um, as they swept UAB and Western Alabama to rise up to, I believe, 16 and four on the season overall. This is the fifth most wins in program history so far, 16. Uh, the first time the program has won 16 matches in back-to-back season. So uh, maybe we're a tennis school. Maybe mm-hmm. we're a tennis school. Yeah, we've been looking for which school we are. But, um, you know, uh, Ilana Tetrushvili has 52 <laughs> career. You know what? I'm going to keep trying. That's probably wrong. But I'm going to yeah, keep no, trying. I'm, you, you can't um, learn unless you try. Yeah. I don't know how... Continuing to pronounce someone's name incorrectly is going to help me learn, but don't uh, all ancient proverbs. Yeah. If if anybody knows how to pronounce her name, just, you know, add us on Twitter and I'll try to, I'll try to interpret that live on the air, I guess. But she's tied for second most wins in program history with 52 and she is now 10 and two this year. So yeah. And then one more sport is women's bowling, which this weekend uh, upcoming, they are in the, Arlington regional of the national championship tournament. So good luck to them. And, uh, we will be following along slash. I mean, I might make the two mile drive over to the bowling center, I guess, uh, to see what's going on. So, you know, good luck to the texters there as they compete for a national title. I think that's it. Yeah. I I was pausing for effect and also just to make sure that we didn't forget a sport, but I think the track team is doing stuff right now, but I, Probably I'm running, right. throwing stuff. They're pro- they're probably running. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> probably. Anyway, that brings us to this week's tweet of the week. Uh, we mentioned it at the cold open before we got started on this show. FAU and as well as a few other conference schools really kind of made Conference USA proud this month. This these past few weeks. Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week? Uh, well, before before I get to that, I want to say somebody else who made me proud this week. Our boy Junior Lofton named the G league MVP for this year. Also been playing in the further Grizzlies lately. So, uh, shout out to junior Lofton first and foremost, before we shout out FAU for this tweet, which I assume is what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So this week's tweet of the week, uh, refers to what we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. It's at Reddit CFB who, I don't know how many times they've won our tweet of the week award, but it's been quite a few times. Um, I don't How do you discuss, this Nathan this meme I, I don't know how to describe a meme on you know in an audio format yeah I threw it to you but I guess I'll, I'll yeah I'm throwing it right back yeah Take I don't know and let's throw to Matt <laughs> well that was Leah Leah took over and explained it beautifully <laughs> yeah. um basically it's the meme where there's a like nerdy looking dude crying and looks angry and it's labeled as the big 10. And he says, no, you can't just do better in the postseason than me. We have billions of dollars. No. And then CUSA is just kind of smirking and says, ha ha wins go. 
make that noise again? Do I need to, or are you just? Yeah, I, it cut out. So okay, ha ha. Winds go. It's clipping you. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it says winds go b r r r r. The the uh, the microphone thinks that that's background noise when I say <laughs> every time. There you go. B r r r r. It's very cold. Anyway. That was this week's Tweet of the Week. And that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our website, gtpdd.dog, where there is a new shirt up. The April shirt of the month, which we delayed for a couple days just so you wouldn't think it's an April Fool's Day joke. Uh, a Train Ain't Stopping Baseball-themed shirt. Ooh. Uh, since that's the motto of this season for the Diamond Dogs. You should go ahead and get that while it's discounted for the month of April. GTPDD.dog slash shop. Also, it may be up right now. It may be up later this week. There's a new hat in the shop, too, that you should take a look at. Oh, there's a new hat? There will be. Oh, damn. I was about to go look right now. You're talking to me. But check them out. GTPDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And go tech. Please don't die.